Hi. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I was supposed to read this prompt. Okay, hi, and welcome hi. to Alonga. My name is Justin Guo, and today I'll be speaking with... Brigitte Stamp. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I should say my artist name? Uh, you, however you prefer to... Um, whatever you prefer to go by. Okay, so my business name is Brigitte Marie, mm -hmm. um, but my real name is Brigitte Stamp. Which one would you like want to have used? I think used on the website would be Brigitte Marie. That would be probably the most understandable. Okay. Great. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you can like, go ahead and introduce yourself, like where you're from, what kind of art you do, all that. Sure, yeah. Um, I was taking a look at the interview questions and I tried my best. So I have a bunch of notes. Um, I'm better at writing about my art than I am about speaking, but. Oh, okay gonna give you my best shot here yeah for sure um, so I am a jeweler and I actually have roots that run deep within agriculture mm -hmm. um, I grew up on a farm and I'm a fourth generation farmer mm. so I've always watched my parents live and breathe farm daily which inspired the quality of attention to work that i knew i was going to do mm -hmm. um when i actually i wasn't going to school to pursue agriculture i went to school to be a special education teacher and in the midst of completing my education degree, I stumbled upon um, my panel smithing class. Oh, by the way, I am local. Um, I grew up in Johnston and have my studio still nestled here on my parents' mm -hmm. farm. So uh, in my first metal smithing class, um, I ended up sitting down at that bench for hours and realized that that was something that I could do for the rest of my life, which was not really a likely situation on the farm. And it wasn't a likely situation when I began teaching either. Um, should I keep going? Yeah, go, go for okay, it. Okay, okay. Um, all right, sweet. So um, my bench became some of my closest friends and my professors are incredibly humans that pushed me to accomplish some thesis pieces that I never dreamt that I could craft. Um, the bench became a place where my ideas had the correct environment to grow into realistic objects and by incorporating all of the elements just in farming with earth, air, fire, and water, I'm able to use the science of metallurgy as a vehicle for communication for my art. Mm. So going on to what motivates my art is there's a lot that motivates my art. I guess like that's a rigid question because it's really like an internal process for me. Mm -hmm. um, 
I'm always in a pursuit to consistently be creating and I've always had a really busy mental landscape. So at my bench, I feel like I can slow down because each process requires really meticulous mindfulness. And another huge motivation is joy. Um, creating objects that can be cherished longer than I will last on this earth is really powerful to exchange um, as a jeweler. Mm. I'm just trying to touch upon each question the best that I can. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay. Right. Um, the themes that reflected, uh, there's a lot of themes that are reflected in my art. It depends on what season of life that I'm in. Like, I draw a lot from the natural world, obviously. I draw from cycles of life. My work when I was in school was completely different and focused very much on drawing art history whereas now mm -hmm. i'm sort of able to explore my own art world mm -hmm. um oh if i could interject for a moment i yeah the uh, audio is like a little bit choppy but i wanted to okay. ask so maybe you already answered this but um yeah. was there could you like remind me like what was there anything in particular that drew you to like that metal smithing like like what about was there something about um like the process the, or like the tools yeah, or hard to it's like magic um mm. so i was really drawn to it the first moment that i guess i saw all the elements being used in one classroom mm. like i've taken chemistry classes before yeah. but there's nothing really that appeals that's like inner science artist yeah um, <laughs> coming from a background in agriculture like there's very logical pursuits and mm. being an artist wasn't really a logical pursuit yeah. so to find something that was based in metallurgy just kind of with me mm. I see, I yeah see. um I would say just being like when I had my first class and like being able to sit down at a bench forever and like use a jeweler saw and I was working on like patterns of like on like cellular skeletons and things Ooh. like that in like my bed work and then that's what I was like, oh gosh, all of these things that I've like grown to know my whole life I can like display in an artful way. Like the beauty that you understand when you watch things around you, this magical thing that happens at night, but there's science to that as well. And people don't really see the beauty of science, I guess, you could say. Yeah. Like looked easily, it's a bouquet of flowers to most people. Um, but being able to take like intrinsic world, how beautiful I found that, put it into mm -hmm. like glimpses of work started really i don't know i found like an equilibrium for <laughs> that and for me oh. yeah i'm curious about uh well i guess it's different for like different things you make but like the process of uh you know actually making something 
There are so many processes and based on what I'm doing, like everything's a different process. Like Mm -hmm. I can be working on something that's metal construction, which is like building step-by-step and using like uh, temperature sensitive solder for each project. Like say if it's a hinge and two doors of a lock need to open and that needs to be planned out like where the heat is touching certain parts of the locket and so on and so forth. So it's like, please, let's say micro engineering, maybe mm-hmm. on like a really, really small scale. Mm-hmm. And on other days, it's like, I'm just playing with fire and seeing what <sighs> I can do. And then some other, it's like really tedious measuring and setting. So yeah. There's, That's really cool. It's cool. There's a, like a million different ways that you can go about it every day. I think that's really exciting to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I forgot which one of these planned questions we were on. Maybe the one about any obstacles you faced, or I don't. I don't um, obstacles I faced as an artist. Like, is that as like a struggling artist, or oh wait, no, I did. Um, I wrote down, um, talking about my art is actually mystical, uh, something that's extremely internal and it becomes external. So it's like my thoughts are inside out and I'm trying to talk about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Wait, could you elaborate a little more? I think I, I think I kind of understand what you mean. Yeah. Um, when I'm making art, it's incredibly like I'm exploring my own microcosm. Yeah. And when I'm bringing that sort of to the macrocosm, there's this um, not disconnect, but I'm sort of reaching my work. I'm reaching for something that. I can't explain, you can't explain, mm. it's sort of like this, you're unknown, mm. and just like a lot of philosophers have reached for it too, it's just like the, not the perfect form, I'm definitely exploring forms of beauty in my work, mm-hmm. and so when I'm trying to convey that I'm reaching for like this bigger unknown mystery in my small jewelry pieces can be a little bit um hard to explain <laughs> yeah no, no that's actually no that's that's deeply relatable and uh this is a semi-related but i i once heard someone describe that that thing you could, you're sort of describing as like um and funnily enough this is actually relevant because you, you're in uh, jewelry but uh yeah. he described it as like um like reaching for those mental metals um, yeah to like make something from it i thought that was surprisingly yeah. relevant that's i'm gonna remember that <laughs> you know i can yeah. actually send you yeah i can actually send you uh the link, <laughs> or it's, it's a video uh let me see that would be awesome. yeah it's just it's just it's like at the very end um, yeah yeah let me see if it's the right one really quick My internet is not loading, but I 
think it is this video. I just sent it in chat. Wait. Yeah, he says. Uh, I'm going to open it in yeah, a in tab your, just so I don't lose it. Yeah, it's like at the 10 minute mark. And he's just talking about like. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, anyways, he says like in your silly pursuits and your unlikely follies and your expeditions into the abyss to recover those strange mental metals you will fashion into something no one has ever made before. Wow, so beautiful. Beautifully written, yeah. Wow, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it's, yeah, anyways, that, yeah. But yeah, I thought that, yeah, I thought that was like a, I could, I could fully uh, understand like what you're just describing. Um, I appreciate that a yeah. whole lot. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, oh, you mentioned, I'm curious, uh, if you faced, I don't really know how to describe, but have you ever faced any, um, I don't know if like social doubt is the right word or like, you know, where everyone's like, oh, like they're going to be an artist. They're going to like. Oh, yeah. I mean, like if I need to watch out and I tell people that I made jewelry, so funny. You just phrase your sentences differently. People will two completely opposite things of you really? and so if I refer to myself as a jeweler I feel like it's a little bit more esteemed in a weird mm. way mm -hmm. um and if I refer to myself as someone who makes jewelry there's definitely a uh, huge <laughs> yeah there's a huge connect it'll be like, uh, you know I I, they'll just be like random packages of beads that would show up at my door and <laughs> things like that. And I don't really use beads in my work. Like I totally respect what I do, but yeah. I do actually use, I use like gemstones in my work, but mm. only in a few things. So for me, um, for the public eye, it really, how you speak about yourself and your work is so important and I think just energetically how you speak about your work and yourself is also important mm. um I would say that like if you know it all depends on where the market is that I am and the people that I'm talking about and also that I make is really easily understandable, especially like my thesis work. Mm -hmm. um, and so that disconnect between like, I don't know enough about art history to teach to an audience and they don't know about enough about history to understand it. <sighs> so um, that's like with my older work, Yeah. but now it's, you know, it's not as near as, I, I guess as as it has was supposed see, to be. So um, it really just depends on how I present myself mm. and how much faith I have in my work and how much like what is the meaning of why I want to share it is most important for me. And I see. I'm yeah. curious, like. Um... So about like you mentioned like how much faith you have in your work. I'm curious mm -hmm. like to what extent that is or like how that's changed. Like for me, like 
to just interject a little bit like i have some friends who are um you know like pursuing like art slash like visual like um work like that and some people yeah. are very confident yeah uh, or have a lot of faith and other people are very like on the other side of the spectrum where they're still doing it but they have a lot more like self-doubt and i'm curious sure. like what has your experience been with that has it ever like wavered or shifted or Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not like I can prance around you like this wonderful unicorn all the time. Like I <laughs> make amazing rainbows constantly. Like that's, uh, I wouldn't even want to be that. Like you have to experience those moments of like, wow, I make complete crap in mm. order to want to get better. Mm -hmm. And for me, like being in school and presenting like your heart and soul in front of a committee of professors and then you know nitpicking it to every last detail after rethink everything like that definitely puts it it gets your ending in a way that like you have to create this really strong belief system within why you create work mm -hmm. to be successful with it. and I've through so many highs and lows I mean for years, I was actually teaching in an inner city school because I was so tired of trying to like rise as an artist in Providence. And I just recently came back to it with a completely different attitude and it already taken such different directions. Mm. So there's a power in how you view things and where you are personally, but I see. I see. Um, yeah. Shifting gears just a little bit. Um, so I'm trying to just get like a, a capture of like, uh, like your life trajectory. So you, yeah. so after, so you started, you grew, you raised on a farm, you went to yeah. school. Yeah. Um, so, so you, so college was where you first discovered, um, like you had that metalsmithing, right? So before that, I have a crazy timeline. Sorry. No, no, no. That, that's fine. I'm just trying to get a sense of this. So, like, um, before then, you were just uh, you wanted to go into teaching, correct? I need still. Yeah, teaching. I can give you the full timeline right now. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, so I grew up on the farm. Mm -hmm. Parents would have loved for me to pursue agriculture. I ended up going to school in New Hampshire for a few years for special education at mm -hmm. uh, Plymouth State University. And I transferred home and I was ready to drop out of college. And my mom had recommended that I apply to Rhode Island College for their special education program. Mm -hmm. And so did and I was accepted and when it came time for the student to teach I started to become interested in other endeavors so upon my completion of student teaching I decided to take up an art education degree which shortly and quickly transferred over to metalsmithing mm -hmm. that was my first class um it was an elective class and it ended up becoming my entire second degree mm. so after i achieved my entire second degree i was working at galleries all throughout rhode island i was working for jewelers and artists and 
I was at the point where I was managing galleries in ways I wanted to manage my own business. And I was also substitute teaching in South Providence. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I just kind of caved in and said, I think I just want to teach again. Um, so from 2018 to about last year, I was full-time teaching um, mm-hmm. both second grade and preschool. Mm. Okay. Yes. I see. Yeah, because I was just going to ask, like, after college, how did you, uh, um, like, do your jewelry work or any artistic work? Yeah, I had pursued shows a lot um, while I was substitute teaching and working at galleries, and it was exhausting. Mm. And I'm also not really, like, I like to make. I don't really like chit chat. So when it comes down to shows, I get tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes like the public eye isn't really willing to listen to what you actually have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on what markets you go to. So for me, it was more of really close knit. I actually had a fellowship at the steel yard um, and that changed my entire trajectory as an artist. That was the most supportive place in Providence that I could have dreamt of. Um, they guide artists within business endeavors and like sort of just molding your creative practice. They provide studios for you craft and help you photograph your work and actually also allow you to teach classes which is probably that would be like the main direction that I'd love to go is to mm-hmm. teach metal thing or teach three and I've taught past um be able to merge teach on my arm would be um my main goal here mm-hmm. if that's like where this question headed? Oh, uh, no, just a general question. Um, oh, okay, just the timeline. Yeah, okay. that's fine. yeah. Okay, cool. Wait, wait. Could you tell me? I think you cut out a little bit. What was? What did you said? It was a steel working. Oh, steel yard. Steel yard. Yeah. Oh, could you tell me about like how you got involved with that again? And like. Yeah. So, um, I had received an email one day. From for a scholarship um, to do an artist residency at a studio in Providence called the Steel Yard. And to apply, I did leave that scholarship and I think it was 2007 or 2008, I was there. Um, they have these gorgeous renovated studios within an old, a textile factory and there's an entire jewelry studio with enameling facilities, uh, forming and forging facilities. There's about, when I was there, it's like 10 jewelry benches and they had soldering tanks. Um, they allow you to freely create whatever you want to within their studio. 
videos. And if you have a course syllabi, they also allow you to apply to each classes. Mm. I see, I see. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, we can, we can talk about your workspace a little bit. Um, and like if you have a studio or I don't know. Yeah, um, I'm in the studio currently. Um, it's on the land of my parents' farm. I noticed the details that you wrote out were, is it neat, is it messy? Um, it is obviously like a neat studio is probably the best way to work, but I don't know really how to keep mine super neat. Mm -hmm. Um, most of the time tools everywhere. Uh, I'm always here from like the afternoon into the wee hours of the night. Mm. It's always smelling like sage and mm. I always have music on. I either have meditation music on or something that's, um, I listen to like every type of music though. So. Mm. Yeah. I see. Um, yeah, and then I mean, right on to the next one. Uh, you might have talked a little bit about it. I'm not sure, but like, yeah, what's your ultimate goal for your arts? Um, what do you want it to do, et cetera? I would make um, pieces that will be able to outlast me. Mm -hmm. Simple, short, short, and sh short and sweet. Oh, I can't talk. Yeah, to the point, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, and then again, as you can see, that's that's like all the questions we have. Is there anything else you think is important to know for like a reader? Um, I think I did. I hope I did okay. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't really do it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me. Right, I'll 